On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we introduce you to two more young Alberta baseball products hoping to make an impact in U.S. colleges next fall. Welcome to episode 117 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe Froland. Before we took our winter break, the college commitment announcements were coming in fast and furious. We spent a little time getting to know just some of the young athletes, and we thought we'd continue that heading into the new year. First up is Connor Croson. He's what you'd call an OG for Dogs Academy, as he's been attending Dogs Camp since he was just eight years old, and they say he's the only player to have spent time on every one of their teams from 13U all the way to 18U, including being part of the original Pee Wee program. He's also competed at Nationals and was chosen to take part in the T12 tournament. On November 20th, Croson added his name to a growing list of Dogs 18U black players to commit to a U.S. school, as he's heading to Louisiana's Bossier Parish Community College. We talked about that, his time with the dogs, and hitting bombs. Connor, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you very much. Let's open up talking about that commitment first off, and what went into the decision-making process? Walk us through how it came to be that you decided this was the school that you wanted to go to. First time I talked about, it was at T12, a few of my teammates that were on my team, like Dryden House, who plays at the academy, Ricky Sanchez and uh, Matt Wilkinson, Bozier was talking to them, and they all decided to commit to Crowder and Central. But uh, Bozier came to watch us come practice and do live inside. And I started talking to Coach Mercer. He just saw me hit a few live rounds, and then he he offered me then. And then I committed uh, this November, I believe. I committed then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a a great feeling, like finally getting that call committing i was i was really excited and excited for the future with with the cavaliers there what was it about that school that really kind of turned turned you into wanting to become part of that program uh the the conference they play in they play in the the sun belt conference i'm pretty sure and it's like really like san jackson there and they if you win the conference you get go right to the world series the college world series and it's a it's a really good conference, a lot of tough arms. And if you succeed out of there, I think hopefully I'll get to go further with baseball. What has been sort of the the key for you in in getting that attention? I mean, like you said, you you went to T twelve, you had a few opportunities down the road. I mean, what was it that you think kind of got you there and and got the attention of the coaches there? Uh, definitely hitting. Uh, hitting's been my my I think my best part since I was like in peewee uh just i've been working on it forever with al alan and all the coaches at dogs and uh, i think that's my best tool right now is hitting definitely so when you talk about the hitting side of it how challenging has it been to not be able to face live pitching for the last year or so and what have you been doing to kind of keep uh keep on the up and up so that you don't miss a step before you uh, head back to to dogs and then eventually over to uh post-secondary uh, I've been right now, uh, I've just really been working out and hitting in my garage off a tee and doing a little soft toss, but it's, it's hard not seeing live. Cause that's the, the timing part of hitting is the most important part. I, I think. 
who have you been leaning on lately to be able to kind of get you through some of the programming and some of the things that you need to do to make sure that you don't fall behind during COVID? I'm we're just right now I'm just pretty much doing the basics like just keeping like in shape like not I'm not too worried about it because as soon as like this gets over we'll be back in the field house every single day taking hundreds of ground balls and hitting hundreds of times and facing our really good arms and I'm just hopefully get back in there soon I'm excited for that as someone who has been a part of the Dogs Academy program for as long as you have been, how weird is it to think that you haven't been able to step foot in that place as often as you normally do? Oh, it's the it's the worst feeling ever. Like, oh, like being an athlete, like that's this is what we live for. Like every single day, playing on those fields, playing in front of people, and like that. I'd say like um, the adrenaline that happens when you're in a close game and wanting to perform and I miss playing with my teammates. It sucks not being able to play right now with such a good team that we have. We were talking about that off air and I want to take that conversation on air as well. Let's talk a little bit about that team. Uh, There's been a boatload of of commitments that have been announced, uh, yours amongst them. How cool is it to be a part of of a team that was so dominant, but also dominant to the point where uh, post-secondary institutions are are taking notice and, and plucking you guys up left, right and center? It's a it's honestly a great feeling to know that all my teammates beside me are these great baseball players and that um we're all fortunate to be playing for the dogs and we're all this year gonna show how good we are and how much work we've put in and how hard all the coaches have worked to help us get better and how much work we've put in on the in the weight room hitting fielding i'm super excited for it what stands out for that team? Why is it that that team has just been so good? I mean, you go back to 2019, how dominant you were, and you were saying off air, uh, you think that this year's team's even going to be better? Our, our pitching staff's ridiculous. The We have like eight guys throwing 90 miles an hour. We have our infield, Val Heldobler put us through a really good uh, infield program and like all of our feet have gotten faster hands for stronger arms there's the throwing program Pollock uh, and Gath are working with our outfielders they're they're fast out there and our hidden our hitting has always had been our thing like we rake I guess <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic I mean it's it's fun to hear that the 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 desire is still there to get out there and uh because sometimes i'm i'm sure that there's maybe that that notion of hey looking forward to the post secondary aspect of it and looking forward to september it sounds like you guys all have it in your mind that you've still got some unfinished business that you want to take care of oh we're all oh, we're, we're we're hungry to get out there we've got a lot of stuff to throw out to canada and what this team's about like we're all all of us are ready to come out of this quarantine and get after it and show everyone what we're about it's gotta be pretty cool as well is that you've been a part of you were part of that program right from the very first peewee team i mean to be able to see the program develop but also to uh develop alongside a bunch of guys as well that has to be a a pretty cool experience to go through yeah a buddy that i went down this year derek palmier he was uh I played with him every single year except for this year when he went down to college and me and him have grown our whole lives playing on the same teams, winning provincial titles together. Dryden House, I've been playing with him since Bantam when he won Bantam Player of the Year. Um, There's Andrew France and me and him have been playing since we 
like six years old playing baseball and hockey together growing up here. There's a lot of guys we've been growing up together with that just keep excelling. You're doing really well in helping me segue into my next sections of these conversations. I want to talk a little bit about uh, your development in baseball because in this province, hockey and football seemingly always get the headlines. And here you are trying to blaze your own path in baseball. And so I'm curious, do you remember the first time you stepped foot on a field and went, yeah, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life? Uh, first time? Oh, definitely, definitely stepping on Rogers Center. Like, that was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, the fe- the facilities there. Oh, but that's definitely not the first time I said Um, I'd probably say when I won my second – when we won our my second provincials as the Dogs, like Bantam Black, we went to Nationals, and we we beat, we mercyed them. And I was like, wow, these guys, we can actually do something here with this. We can hopefully go to college. You mentioned Toronto, and I know that you went to T12. What was that experience like? Uh, oh, I was so we walk out, we walk out onto uh, right uh, out of the airport, and a bunch of people are there with gear, and I was like, "Holy crap! This is actually the, this is like what MLB years feel like." And a bus takes us to this nice hotel right in downtown Toronto, and we walk over to the field, and there's uh, locker rooms for each team, like uh, little areas to get changed, and we go and do our testing, and I'm hitting BP in an MLB stadium. Like, I never thought this would happen, and I had I, I had a few friends on the team, and it was just a crazy experience to share with good friends. Did you not take part in the home run derby as well? Yes. I, oh, that was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> how, how so? The, uh, oh, Owen Casey was there. He was in a U Darvish trade. That's crazy. Um, uh, the CN Tower was—you could see it while hitting. And my coach, like my favorite coach ever, Alan Cox. He's—I've known him since. I've been doing lessons with him since I was like 12 years old, and he was throwing BP to me at a major league stadium, and I hit—I hit one out. So that's pretty cool. At least he got that for bragging rights to take home, right? Yeah. To tell the kids that I hit one out. <laughs> uh, just out of curiosity, did you ever think that you'd try to make a run at another sport? Uh, basketball was my favorite, but uh, uh, I can't dunk, so I couldn't do that. <laughs> I played hockey, but I quit when I was younger to pursue baseball. Yeah, baseball's really been my whole life. Did you have a favorite player or favorite team growing up? It sounds like Toronto seems to be a pretty pretty big favorite right off the bat. Uh, no, my favorite team is the Red Sox. I've been a David, David Ortiz is my, like, he's my guy and Manny Ramirez. Why those two? Oh, David Ortiz just, he hit nukes and he hit the grand slam in the ALS CS. I'm pretty sure. And that just, he was kind of like my hero for the Red Sox and they're my favorite team. You've spoken a lot about your coaching staff. What's it meant to you to have them in your back pockets, to be able to pick their brains and to be able to uh, have this program at your fingertips? Oh, the, uh, the program, it, it works. Um, since Pee Wee, they've, they've been critiquing like my swing and like they all the drills that they do there is very well thought out of. And the coaches go to... Uh, they go to like conventions for hitting stuff and they listen from other coaches and they bring it back and it works. And the strength program with gut throw is amazing. And I'd say the strength program really helped me because I was like kind of on the bigger end and I kind of slimmed up and then things started to figure out in baseball. When you look back at your time with the dogs, what impresses you the most about your development? 
Uh, I'd I'd say personal gro- my grade eleven year was my best personal growth like for the baseball wise because my grade ten year I was on white and I kind of like like I I knew I was like pretty good on the team but like I didn't know I could excel this much so that my grade eleven year uh, Tyler Hollock told me he was like uh, Connor are you ready to really try to uh, go hard this year and be a big part of the black team in the following years and I put in a bunch of work like with footwork and I got faster and stronger and then my grade 11 year I started starting on red and that team beat I think our record against the black team was like three and six and like it like we beat the back team a bunch of times and had good games against them and then that was when I figured out like you got to put in the hard work and was just ready to start doing that. Any particular coach that you want to single out that has really aided you in kind of changing that mindset to go, okay, maybe I can do this? Uh, yeah, I would say, oh, there's three, like, that helped me. Uh, I'd say Alan, oh, I'd say all the coaches, they've all helped me. Having been a part of that program for so long, I'm sure you got to hear from some alumni who got to say a few encouraging words. Now that you're going to be on the other side, have you thought about what you might say to maybe some kids who might be starting up with that Wee program? Uh, some words that might be able to uh, encourage them to follow in the footsteps of a Connor Croson? Uh, I'd say trust the process and hard work always, uh, hard work always works. And if you keep working hard and are a little gifted, you'll go somewhere in baseball, I believe. Speaking of going somewhere in baseball, now that you've kind of got the next little while figured out, you got the dogs coming up and uh, obviously college in, in the fall. Um, what do you want to work on over the next little while to make sure that you keep uh, keep pace and, and keep going so that you, you continue the success that you've been having? Uh, definitely speed and uh, my arm. I got I to gotta throw a little harder across the diamond, I think. Always striving to be better. Final question for you, Connor. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Uh, the game of baseball is the passion of my, like the love of my life. Um, I've been doing it since I was a little kid and I've been dreaming about, uh, baseball my whole life and got to get past this point and hopefully COVID will leave and we'll be ready to go. I think we can all agree on that. Connor, appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and congratulations on all that you've accomplished to this point and all the best going forward. Thanks for having me. Next up is Edmonton's Ryan Ludwig. He kicked off November by announcing he was heading to Fairleigh Dickinson University in New Jersey. He played his minor ball with the Confederation Little League program and has moved up to the Northern Alberta Extreme program for the year, where he's been working with former MLB pitcher and Olympian Mike Johnson, among others. We talked earlier this week about his journey in baseball and what leadership means to him. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. November 1st, you make that announcement. Your commitment decision's been made. Talk us through the process from your standpoint and what went into making that call to become a Knight. Yeah, um, Farley Dickinson in New Jersey. It, uh, it all kind of came up during one day in class, actually. I was, I was sitting in science or biology in the morning and we weren't doing anything in class. So I just said, I'm just going to email some coaches. And I think I sent like three different schools emails I wasn't even expecting a response and then later that day probably around like 1 30 I get a text from coach Newton at FDU and he said hey like can we talk and I was yeah of course we can talk and then it kind of just went from there we just kept in touch for a couple weeks and then on October 30th 
coach Rob Datoma offered me the spot and I accepted it on November 1st and yeah, haven't really looked back. Was it tough waiting to make that decision or to get that offer or were you fully prepared to maybe play a more patient game? Yeah, I think there was a little bit of panic that was setting in. I mean, I kept on seeing guys my age and actually some of my buddies that were getting schools, getting schools down there. And I, w- I had no luck. Like I haven't really received many emails back from coaches, no text messages, no nothing. So there was a little bit of panic that kind of set in. But I think being in high school and being from Canada, we can't really be so worried about being committed like super early in our high school career. We kind of just have to let our game and let kind of the coaches see how, how things go. Did you have it in your mind that you wanted to go division one or were you willing to go Juco? What was your kind of mindset going into trying to find a a right match for a school? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing for me was I just wanted to find a school that wanted me and that I wanted to go to. I didn't want some coach just trying to lead me on and then end up getting there and then not playing. And I think the biggest thing for me was coach Rob at FDU. He was like, you know what? You're going to play. And I think that was the biggest thing regarding going Juco route versus D1. I think Juco was never out of my mind and I probably would have went that route if this option didn't come up just because so many guys from Alberta end up do going to Jukaru and then going to programs. But I think at the time this popped up and it was really my only luck with division one and the program, they've been struggling for the past couple of years, but they got the new coach, coach Rob. And I think everything's looking up for this program. And I was just really excited that I know that they might not be a powerhouse in division one, but they're definitely Within the next, you know, five to ten years, they have the, like, they have the possibilities to be right in the mix, maybe like top fifty in the country and whatnot. So I think it was just knowing that they have a new staff coming in, and that was probably the biggest thing for me, just knowing that everything was looking up for a program that hasn't been too amazing over the past, you know, decade and a half, kind of thing. How excited are you, though, that you get this opportunity where instead of landing somewhere where the program's already been built, you're going somewhere where you get to maybe be a part of something that's being built? Yeah, I think, I mean, knowing that in a, like in a couple years that our team will be in the mix, I think that's, I mean, I'm always looking to get better. And I think everyone on the roster will be will be looking for the same thing. And I think going to a powerhouse school there's you get the media that come in like you said in hockey like kids go to the big name teams but with big name teams come media and kind of the pressure from from everyone across the states and in canada whereas going to a school that that's a little bit smaller both in student size and on the athletic side of things it kind of opens up opens up some freedom where you don't have to rely on your on your play on the field to be, you know, 10 out of 10 every night, even though that's what you're striving for. But that if you do have an off night, you're not going to have, you know, 20 reporters coming at you asking, like, what happened out there? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like one step at a time kind of thing. And it'll be a long it'll be a long journey to get to the top. But I think the journey to get there is. 100% worth it in the end. 
You mentioned some of your buddies and some of your teammates earlier on. I'm curious, what's that like from your standpoint to hear all of those and to be a part of a group that has been doing some pretty good things here in this province? Yeah, I think it's really cool. I mean, my goal one day is to play against them, whether it's professionally or collegiately. Like, I haven't really been able to play with play against them a ton within the province just because I haven't really played much ABA. But I think once we get down to the States, options open up and leagues open up. And I think like the biggest thing I'm excited for is going down there and just playing like fellow Canadians and fellow Albertans, even though it's a, like a predominantly American league. I think it's really cool when, when you hear like the starting, like the starting pitchers, for example, are two Canadians for two teams that have one or two Canadians on their roster. So I think the biggest thing with that is, I'm just more excited for my buddies that have gone down there. I mean, like Jonah with mine, that's a huge, that's huge. I mean, I played with that kid at Ripken in 2016. And then, yeah, like I'm super excited for him along with all the guys that have gone, gone stateside within the past, you know, year talking a little bit about Alberta here. Let's talk a little bit about your roots in the game itself. I, I say it every time, but you have a bunch of uh, focus on hockey and football in this province, and yet you decided to go the baseball route. Do you remember when you first uh, stepped foot on a baseball field and when you first kind of fell in love with the game? Yeah, I think the first time I ever stepped foot on a baseball field was, I think it was T-ball, and I did not want to be there. Like, I hated baseball. I did not want to be there. Hockey was the only thing I wanted to do. And, you know, I went there and I hated it. Like my first season, I did not like it. So I took a year off. And at the time, you're like six or seven. And then I saw it on TV and I was like, I just want to try it again. And I tried it again. And ever since then, I always, it was always my summer sport. I was a big hockey guy in the winter. And then come mid-March once spring training was kind of wrapping up for the big leaguers that's all I was thinking about was baseball season and I think the biggest decision of my life baseball wise was after uh seventh grade I had a really good year in hockey that year I ended up going to the Alberta Winter Games with a bunch of kids that are actually in the WHL now and we had a really good tournament there and then that same year Steve Lloyd from Cal Ripken asked me to play for his team in Baltimore for team Canada. And I took that opportunity right away. And I, after the season, I was like, you know what, hockey, just not my thing anymore. And I decided to play baseball. And ever since then, 2016, I have not looked back. I, I, I miss hockey, but I think baseball is where I've always wanted to be ever since my second year of baseball, I think is where, is where it really made the change. But yeah, I love it. And I do not regret my decision at all. Is it still weird, though, in a sense? At the time, you're kind of going against the grain, going towards baseball instead of hockey? Yeah, no, I. there's days when I'm like, man, like I could be there, I could be with these guys. But then there's other days where it's like, I see them out there and they're on the road for, you know, a couple weeks at a time away from family, away from friends. And it's just like, you know what? I'm happy to still be living at home, you know, playing baseball, going, like you said, against the grain. But I think, yeah, it's definitely weird. And I definitely do think about it. But like I said, I do not at all regret my decision. I think it's one of the best I've ever made. 
I was reading up on you a little bit, and one of the things that I saw was that you had been a captain of your team at certain levels throughout baseball. How? What does that mean to you to have been thought of in that way as being a bit of a leader in the clubhouse? Yeah, I think that's that's a big thing I take with my game, both on the field and off the field, is just be the best person you can be. I mean, on the field, you can only do so much, and I think if you have a positive attitude and you know, you're cheering on your teammates when you're, when you're losing a, like a big game or a meaningless game, but you're getting blown out. Like, I think the biggest thing is just always be on the top step and always, always cheer on your teammates, no matter what the outcome of the game is or outcome of your at bat, or if you make an error on the field, who cares? Like make the next play. Don't dwell on something that you can't change. And I think being, being such a leader on, on many teams over the years is I've just learned that if you have a negative attitude, the coach sees it and your teammates see it and it makes you look, it makes you look bad. And in some cases it can make you look cocky because you go out there and you tell a kid, why didn't you make that play? And then you get put out there and you miss the same ball. Like, what are you to say? Why'd you miss it? Like, I think it come, it can come off cocky sometimes. So I think you always got to be level headed when you're, when you're on the field and then off the field, just being the best person you can to, you know, other, other teams, other families, other teams, families, and then just the community you're in when you're on the road. I mean, I think the biggest thing is the couple times that we've been on big road trips, like for me, when we were in Easley, South Carolina for the 2018 Senior League World Series as Team Canada, Canada represented Canada like they should. We were, we were proud and we were happy to be there, but we didn't, we knew that we were up for, for a good fight there, but we were probably the most sportsmanlike team off the field, just always helping around, like doing the field of dreams um, event and always just being there when no one's really looking is kind of what I was thinking. And that's what we did. And it makes me really proud to say that like being a leader on a team, I know that my team is always going to be strong on and off the field. Where does that mindset come from? Um, I think it comes from my dad. Um, he owner of a business, he knows, he knows the ways. And I mean, he played hockey growing up and he was a leader on his team. Even in men's league, he was still, still the unofficial captain. And I think he just knows how to, how to run a business and a very successful one. And I think he's taught me over the years that, you know, you can't get so upset over, over nothing essentially eventually it'll just come back and and bite you and it makes you look like the bad guy so I think he's probably the biggest influence on me being the leader that I am today any coaches you'd like to single out as far as maybe paving the way for where your baseball journey has come yeah I think I mentioned before Steve Lloyd he was definitely the one that kind of made that made the decision for me to play baseball for the rest of for the rest of high school and and then junior high, but I think Mike Johnson with the NAX baseball Academy up here in Edmonton, he's been the biggest um, influence and mentor that I've had baseball side of things, you know, teaching me what it's going to be like, what his experiences were like in pro ball. And I think those are two guys that have always been there for me and will remain there for me throughout my, my career. And then, obviously my life after baseball too. 
I know a lot of uh, athletes who go down stateside, get maybe into pro ball or even in college ball, they come back home during the off season and happen to stop by their old training facilities and that kind of thing. Have you ever thought about the kinds of things you'd like to pass along to maybe some of those younger athletes should the day come where you go back to maybe some of the old uh, cages and that kind of thing to, to go chat with maybe some of the players who are, are now in the shoes that you uh, might have been in in past days? Yeah, I think when I come back, I'm going to obviously be so thankful for what was given to me. And I think um, like the biggest thing I would say is just don't be satisfied, like, and don't get worried. Like if you're not having luck finding a team, that's fine. It'll come. And I think the biggest thing that I want like kids to know when I come back is that anyone can do it. I mean, I'm not a big guy. I'm not tall. I'm not very big. I'm not anything. And if I can play baseball at the highest level possible, I think anyone who has the right mindset and the right dream can play baseball or any sport for that matter at the highest level possible. Fantastic stuff. Final question for you. Always end interviews with this. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Baseball is my life. I mean, I've listened to your podcast and heard the, heard the answers, but baseball is my life. There's nothing in the world that I would change. I love it. And I'm so excited to see what my future has for me in the game of baseball. I love it. We certainly are excited for you as well, Ryan. Congratulations on the commitment. Congratulations on the career to this point. All the best going forward. And thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks to both Connor Croson and Ryan Ludwig for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. Earlier this week, we announced the podcast is now available on another platform, TuneIn. We've posted the link up on social media and you can find it at albertadugoutstories.com slash podcast if you prefer that platform. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.